0: Allah I I a A shudder and a a a Hey I...
1: Salat was salamu ala Sayyidina Mulana Muhammad, wa while Alihi was Sahih Ejmain, a ma badofaul belahim in a shaitan in Rajimi Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, the Kadakana lakumfirosurilla, he uswatun Hasanatul Limankana Yajullah, while Yom al Afira, Wadakarallah, Kathira. Upon a Nabiusallah, while he was salam, khayrukum liahlihi, while an ala 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 salam. Sadakallah, Sadakallah, Mulan al Avim. وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من والحمد لله رب العالمين يا صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق الله عنا نبينا one of the beauties and excellences of our deen the deen of Islam is that our deen is a practical deen it is a deen that gives us direction in every aspect of our life. To such an extent, even the manner in which we go to the toilet, the manner in which we clean ourselves after relieving ourselves, detailed laws regarding these aspects have been given to us in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. One of the beauties of our deen, and the perfections of our deen, and the aspects that show the practicality of our deen, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not only give us a code of conduct, Allah ta'ala did not only give us a set of rules, Allah did not only reveal a kitab, a book, but together with that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down an example. And that example wasn't an ordinary example, that example was the best and the most perfect example that we could ever find and that was the example of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, where divinely he is being a perfect example has been endorsed allah says that there is an excellent example for you in the life of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. so allah sent down an example whom we can relate to, whom we can follow. This is one of the wisdoms behind the Anbiya being human beings. Some of the disbelievers demanded that the angels should come down as messengers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains this in different places of the Quran and Majeed. The gist of the answer to it is if the angels had to be messengers, you will say that they are a different class. They don't have the challenges that we have. They don't have the desires that we have. They don't have the urges that we have. How can we follow them? So you would say you would have a, you would have had an excuse that we cannot relate to them, and they cannot relate to us. So Allah sent ﷺ as human beings. So we eat like we marry. They had the urge to eat like we have the urge to eat. They had the challenges that we have, challenges. And in all of this, we get a perfect example that how we should be conducting our lives. Obviously, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was a perfect example. So example in every aspect of his life, in his salah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Sallu kama usalli. Offer salah like you see me offering salah. In his Hajj, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Khudu anni manasikakum. Learn the rituals and the laws of Hajj from me. And like this, every aspect of his life, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the perfect example. But just as Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a perfect example in acts of ibadat, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a perfect example in every other aspect things that we may regard as mundane, things that relate to our normal lives as human beings. Nabi sallallahu was a perfect example in that respect as well. And I wish to highlight, inshallah in this Juma and next Juma will be a continuation of this topic. One aspect where Rasulullah sallallahu was a perfect example, an aspect that relates to every one of us or nearly every one of us on a daily basis. And unfortunately, many a times, we are moving very far away from that perfect example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with regards to this aspect of our life. What is that aspect? That is, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa being the perfect husband, being the best husband, and being the perfect example for us as husbands. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam very very clearly mentioned, Despite being the epitome of humanity, despite Rasulullah sallallahu not wanting to express his excellence for the sake of us, his is as a lesson for us, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned this, khairukum khairukum li wa ana khairukum li ahli. If you want to judge, if you're looking for a gauge, for a yardstick, yardstick, of who is the best among you, then the best among you, as explained by none other than Rasulullah, is the one that is best to his wife. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, the yardstick of excellence, the yardstick of perfection is the one who is best to his wife. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes one step further and he says, as we explained, despite his humility, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, from everyone, I am the best to my wives. So for my lovers, Nabi Ismail is leaving that example, that if you want to be my lover, then here is the perfect example before you, the example of Rasulullah even in his interactions with his wives. And the amazing aspect is that details regarding the personal life regarding the interaction of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with his Azwaj Mutahharat, have been recorded and passed on to the ummah. Normally, you will find, it is a celebrity, there's a famous times, the personal life of that person, he will hide it, he won't want to expose it, because it's so filthy, it's so rotten, what he's up to in his personal life, that he doesn't want the world to know about it. But Rasulullah wasallam's personal life was so pure, so clean, it was such an example, that details regarding the personal life of Rasulullah wasallam was also passed on to the ummah, so that the ummah can take guidance with regards to these aspects. And this is one of the wisdoms behind Rasulullah wasallam having so many wives. Among the other answers that are given, and many answers there are why rasulullah sallallahu had so many wives one of the reasons was that the personal life of rasulullah sallallahu needed to be passed on to the ummah the sahaba were not there to witness what happened in the home it was the wives of rasulullah our mothers that allah reward them the best on our behalf that passed on those very very private moments of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, what he did in the privacy of his home, so that it can be an example for us, for his lovers and for his followers. Let us just take a few examples of the interaction that Rasulullah sallam had with his azwaj mutahharat, with his respected wives, and then reflections for us from this. Firstly, a good husband is a husband who understands his wife. Is a husband who understands the feelings of his wife, who knows her mood. He can just read her. That is a good husband. Look at Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. How perceptive he was! How well he knew his wife. That once Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned to say that Aisha radiAllahu anha, who was the most beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, after Khadijah radiAllahu anha, the wasallam says to her. إِنِّي لَأَعْلَمُ إِذَا كُنْتِ عَنِّي wa وَإِذَا كُنْتِ عَلَيَّ غَضْبًا I know when you're happy with me, and when you're upset with me. I will say, أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ How can she be upset with Rasulullah وسلم? That's another lesson. That this upset, being upset with him, was not an Ummati being upset with a Nabi. It was a wife being upset with a husband which is normal, even if the husband is a Nabi. Even if the husband is a Nabi. It's definitely going to happen when there's interaction and close interaction. Then there will be those moments. There will be those moments when someone is not happy with the other. When we're not jallying. Rasulullah is saying to Aisha radiallahu anha, I know when you're happy with me and when you're upset with me. The fact that he's saying this without reprimanding her for being upset, Means as a husband, I am giving you the freedom. If you want to be upset with me once in a while, it's no problem. But look at how he handles the situation. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to her, "I know how. I know when you are upset and when you are when you are happy." So she says, "How you know? Normal. Husband and wife talk. Normal. How you know?" So, so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that when you are happy with me and you take an oath. And taking an oath was normal among the Arabs. They would take an oath, they won't really mean an oath, but they would take a Qasam. So they would say, Wallah, up till now you find many a time, they will say these words. So, when you are happy with me, and you take an oath, then you say, La wa Rabbi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You take an oath and you say, by the Rabb of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when you upset with me, then you say, La wa Rabbi Ibrahim. You take an oath and you don't say by the rub of muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. now this change of name just changing the name such a small thing but nabi sallallahu Alaihi was was so perceptive that he immediately picked it up that this is when she's upset so she says oh nabi of allah you are hundred percent true la ahjuru illa smak. but aisha was i was aisha after all radiallahu anha she says, "O oh, Nabi of Allah, the only thing that I do when I'm upset is that I just remove your name and I put another name there. But my heart is still brimming with love for you. I'm not really upset with you. I just change the name." Some ulama have mentioned a very amazing point, and they say that Aisha radiallahu anha could have used the name of any other Nabi. She could have said, "Warabbi Musa," "Warabbi Yusuf," "Warabbi Adam." She could have taken the name of any other Nabi but she chose the name of Ibrahim alayhi salat wa salam because Ibrahim alayhi salat wa salam was the ancestor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was very close to Ibrahim alayhi salat wa salam billatabiikum Ibrahim so because of the affinity that I, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had with Ibrahim alayhi salat wa salam she did not use the, the, the she did not use the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but she used the name of a nabi who was very close to Ibrahim, to, to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the point here is that nabi sallallahu understood her so well just the changing of the name and he understood that the mood is changed and unfortunately sometimes our wife may be suffering in misery for weeks we don't even know she's sick we don't even know something is not right in her we just continue normal we are so disconnected as a family, and what they are going through. Sometimes it's a wife, sometimes the children, they are going through some emotional trauma. But we are living our own lives. We are so disconnected from our children, from the people that we are living with under the same roof. But we are so disconnected. That this is that example of Rasulullah wasallam. Firstly being so perceptive, and then Nabi wasallam. Giving Aisha will become upset with him if she feels that she wants to be upset with him. and then the third lesson that now didn't make a big story about it. You know, I'm the Nabi and you're getting angry with me, you get upset with me, you go to Jahannam. He didn't make a big story about it, rather, in a very light-hearted, humorous manner. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa overcame those situations. Another example, Allah, in the home say the Aisharad was asked. كيف كان خلق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم او كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا خلا في بيته. how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam behaved? what was his conduct when he was alone at home? we must make dua, someone don't ask our wife that story, that question. so what was the conduct of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم when he was alone at home? what does Aisha رضي الله respond? different narrations, just some of the certain bits of these narrations Ka'ana nas wa akram nas Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the most lenient. He was the most soft, and the most noble. Ka'ana min rijalikum. He didn't have any airs about himself. I'm the Nabi of Allah. He didn't demand respect, no. He was like an ordinary person in the home. Illa annahu ka'ana bahaakan basama. Yes, one thing that separated him from others, was that he was always smiling, and he was always cheerful in the home. There wasn't a dull moment in the life of Rasulullah وسلم when he was at home. بَحَّاكًا basama, These are words to show exaggeration. He was always smiling. He was always happy, always cheerful in the home. And what happens in our homes? Sometimes also. They don't know when last we smile. All the time pulled up. We're smiling so much outside. Outside the home what strange woman that then our muscles are also tired when we come home we only can frown we can't even smile in the home the, uh, the the emotional trauma the verbal abuse physical abuse that our own children are witnessing and it's destroying their future scarring them for life they cannot be productive in the they cannot be productive in life they have major blockages in their life contemplating suicide at the ages of 17 and 18 why because i can't handle the way my mother and father are fighting this is the reality of respected friends of our homes this is what's going on nabi sallallahu alaihi wasam completely opposite kana bahakan basama always smiling always cheerful kana min al aisha r.a says he was in a, a normal human being he would do his own work he would clean his own clothes. He would milk the sheep on his He would milk the goats or the sheep on his own. He will see to his own work. This was Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the paragon of Allah's creation. But doing his own work at home, helping and assisting. He used to help his family members. He used to assist them. And today It's below our dignity sometimes to even take the plate from the table and put it at the washing basin. It's below our dignity. I'm not going to do that. My father never did it. My grandfather didn't do it. You know, we are authoritative husbands. And we just demand respect. Rasulullah وسلم different. The best husband, (laughs) He was assisting his family members. But at the same time, with all of this, assisting helpful, lenient, soft, there was that balance. And that balance can only be in the life of the Nabi, or the one who follows the life of the Nabi. salah, When it was the time of salah, then Nabi alaihi immediately left the home. He did not compromise on Deen because of his family. No, I'm soft with my family. Namaz time, salah time, they say they want to go to eat out, never mind. We'll go eat out, we'll read our namaz afterwards. And whether that salah gets read or not, that's another story altogether. Then Nabi ﷺ was... Well, he had that balance. He would be soft, he would be lenient, he would be helpful. But when it was the time of salah, and obviously by way of extension, when it was any command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he would never compromise. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa his allegiance and his loyalty was first to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fa idha hadarat salah, when it was time of salah, then Nabi sallallahu wa would, imi- would, would leave immediately. This was that loving environment in the home. The home environment, is not a work environment. It is not an office environment. It is not a military base. It's a home where there's love, where there's connection, where there's peace, where there's relaxation. When the home is like that, then that home gives birth to people who will be assets to society. That will give the next generation that we're looking for, that can be leaders, that can be productive, that can be beneficial for themselves and beneficial to others. But if the home environment is how it is many a times nowadays, unfortunately, there's only fights, there's only verbal abuse, there's only physical abuse, emotional trauma, and this goes on all the time, what happens? Apart from us destroying our own future, because we will be service wreck, apart from that, we are destroying the future of our own beloved children, not even realizing what effect it has on them. And because we're so disconnected, we don't even know what's going on in their life. And they won't even have the, the, the courage to even come up to us and explain. They don't know how to handle the situation, but they're torn apart. On one hand it's the mother, on one hand it's the father. They have emotional attachment to both, and they don't know how to behave, they don't know how to conduct themselves in that. Then another example, just certain snippets from the interaction of Rasulullah وسلم with his respected wives. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi expressing of love. Unfortunately, today love also we learn from the West. And a Western concept of love is in public, you must show love. You must show like you love each other, like no one loves each other like that. But then as soon as you go in the home, then you go in your room and I'll go in my room. So it's just a public display of love. It's only about an image, that we need to have an image in society. But there's no true love. Look at the expression of love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha says that I would be sitting and eating with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she says that at times I would be experiencing my monthly cycles. When a woman is najis, she's napaq, she's impure. But despite that, she's, she says that I would eat, I would bite and chew off a bone. And then, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa who we speaking about? The best of Allah's creation, who had such a responsibility on his shoulders, that no one ever was given that responsibility. The responsibility of the hidayat of mankind, right till Qiyamah, was placed on his Mubarak shoulders. The weight and burden of Wa'i, was spite all of that. He took out the time, to express love to his wife, to such an extent, He's, she says, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam will take that, that book. Consciously, not coincidentally, consciously Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa will look for the same spot where I place my lips. He will take his lip, Mubarak lips, and he will place it on that exactly same spot. And she says that I will drink from a utensil. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would take that utensil. He can drink from any side of the utensil. But he would look for that spot where my lips were. And he will place his Mubarak lips on that same spot and he will drink. Imagine how appreciated the wife feels. How loved she will feel. That my husband is going to this extent to express love. This is a time that we express love in privacy. Not in public, just a public display. That's just because of an image that we want to hold in society. That love is expressed in privacy, and Rasulullah sallallahu الله عليه وسلم gave that, gave that perfect example. Imagine if we do this, that simple meal, it may be some simple meal, but there will be such love generated through that meal, that even the most sumptuous of meals enjoyable. Why? Because this is the love that is being generated. We run out very quickly, on one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu الله عليه one is expressing love, and then when love is expressed from the spouse, then to reciprocate, then to then to answer that love also would love. Sometimes it happens, the wife is showing love from her side, but this husband is so cool like a statue, and nothing from his side. She feels so bad about it. She feels so unhappy. Allah was mending his shoes again, doing his own work. Aisha is looking at Rasulullah, she sees beads of perspiration, Falling down the mubar rolling down the mubarak forehead of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Beautiful sight, and she just stares at the beauty of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Nabi S. 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 looks at her, Malakiya Aisha. Oh Aisha, what's the matter? Why are you looking like this? Why are you staring? She says, "I'm just looking at you and your beauty, and I'm thinking that there was a poet who mentioned certain lines of poetry praising his beloved, and he spoke about the beads of perspiration of the beloved, etc." He says, she says that I am just thinking that if he was here today, then he would say that you are the one who's actually fitting his poetry. Something to this effect Aisha Aisha radiallahu mentioned to Rasulullah. Sallam. Now look at Rasulullah, sallam. his wife is praising him, his wife is expressing love. What does he do? Nabi Sallallahu stands up from his place. He goes to his wife Aisha anha. he kisses her on her forehead. Now appreciating those words, not being cold, but appreciating, he kisses her on her forehead, and he says to her, Jazakillahu ya A'ishatu anni khira." O Aisha, may Allah reward you, the best of reward on my behalf. And then look at the words he says. He says, Ma surirti minni kasururi minki. You may be happy with me, but I'm more happy with you. You may be happy with me, but I'm more happy with you. This was our beloved Rasul wasallam, That ideal husband that gave us this perfect example. Respected friends, we are the followers of Rasulullah We are the lovers of Rasulullah wasallam. We follow Nabi sallam in every aspect of his life. Let us follow Rasulullah sallam in his life as being a husband, as being a family person, and see the love, and see the enjoyment and the happiness and the ful- fulfillment we will find in our homes. Those homes that have become war zones. Make Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam our example and see the change, the revolution that will come in those homes. Inshallah, this, con- this topic will be continued next week as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to follow in the mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Important announcement, inshallah, tomorrow. Uh, after Zohar Salah, there will be a special program for the program on the posters that have been provided. and all of us make sure all the Ali inshallah, will try and attend this program.